Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio. Your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now. And with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall. And if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball. Now go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. I hope you all can hear me. This is episode 40, uh, excuse me, 53 here on an NBA TV Tuesday as we recap Martin Luther King Day in 2016 and what happened yesterday in the world of the NBA. Welcome on into the 1 p.m. Eastern Time edition of the Hoopers Lock here at 10 a.m. Pacific. It is a Tuesday. Yes, we are getting near and dear and closer to the All-Star break. And as the All-Star voting ended last night, we will know here shortly within the next couple of days who will be starting in the All-Star game, and who ultimately will be in the All-Star game. We have Andrew Norris on the line today. Andrew, what's up, man? Do you hear me? Do I sound good? You you sound good. Uh, in the beginning, it was a little right. little fuzzy, but it's all good now. Uh, is, it, is it cold out there? Is the phone lines uh, clogging up like mine were yesterday? Well, no, it, it has been raining a lot, though. And, uh, it's, it's all right. Wet, as a, yeah, it, it's been wet a lot lately, and that's kind of been the problem when it comes to the phone lines. But, no, it hasn't been like you with uh, Verizon out there. It hasn't been where the phone lines have completely shut down. Fortunately, we've had we've had some form of connectability, but at least we're not Detroit where Verizon decides to crap out on everybody. So, uh, oh, it's last not, night it's in the not NBA, Detroit. It's not, it's not Detroit. It's, it's just the business account where – yeah. They, they shut us down. You call, they say we owe money, and then they're like, wait a minute, we owe you guys $20,000. And then the next day the phones are down again because we owe money. So that's how it's been lately, just so you guys don't think I'm just ditching out. Oh, well, uh, it sounded like Verizon was just crapping out. But anyway, uh, uh, we, we have quite the MLK uh, recap show. There were a ton of unbelievable performances last night in the world of the NBA. I mean, there were so many to get to. Andrew, you ready to get to them? Let's do it. Let's get it going here again on the Hooper's Log, episode 53. My name is Simo Buckets. Andrew Norris is on the line with us, and we are here to get you started. All right, all right, all right. going to learn today. We're live and in the air everywhere, and last night and yesterday in the NBA, we had a 10-game slate. All the games were, were timed out from basically from 
10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. here in the West Coast, all the way until nighttime, where you saw one of the bigger blowouts in all the NBA, which was between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll start, we'll start off with that one, and then we'll go kind of into all the other games. And this was game of the night. Cavaliers destroyed the uh, excuse me. Golden State Warriors destroyed the Cavaliers last night, 132 to 98. And look, I watched the condensed version of this game. I did not get to catch any of the game live, but I watched most of this game when it came to the when a standpoint of what ultimately happened, what things looked like. And look, let me just say this. The, the Cavs got beat pretty bad by 34. At the end of the day, Golden State was the better team last night. But let's just make one thing clear. Look, it's one game. It happens. When Steph Curry starts shooting the ball out of the gym the way he did and the way the Cavs shot the ball last night from three, these kind of games are going to happen, and it doesn't matter who is really in front of them. And that's just what happens, and that's what you're going to see. Another thing I want to mention before I get to talking about this team is the fact that Draymond Green is is really the MVP of this team. Look, if you don't think Draymond Green isn't the motor of this team, go back and watch the key moments of this game in the condensed game version. Draymond Green was in about 80 to 90% of those highlights, whether it was defense, whether it was offense. This guy does everything to set everybody up. Look, people keep talking about how great Steph Curry is and his night and how he scored 35 points in, in three quarters, yada, yada, yada. Look, every other play that Steph Curry got a basket, Draymond Green was involved. Look, Draymond Green set him up almost every single time Steph got to the rack, every time Steph Curry was open for three. Draymond Green was on the other end of the pass. At the end of the day, the IQ has to be spread around the entire team. And for people to sit here and say that that Steph Curry is the quote-unquote best player in the league and the automatic MVP just because of the best team in the league right now, stop it. Draymond Green is the ultimate motor of this team. If you didn't watch this game last night, even when the game got out of hand where, where Golden State was absolutely just going bonkers from three, Draymond Green was making his own moves from the perimeter and playing outstanding, unbelievable basketball. And I even said this to, to, to Andrew as I was watching the game. I said, look, I'm watching Draymond Green in these highlights, and I'm telling you, and please don't, people, please don't think I'm crazy for saying this because I'm not trying to say he is this player, but it just he showed flashes. I'm talking like miniature flashes of this player. But I closed my eyes a couple times, and if you go back and watch highlights from back in the day, you'll see what I'm talking about. Draymond Green played flashes, and I'm talking a homeless man's version of Magic Johnson. He looked like Magic Johnson on a couple of plays from time to time. Now, is he Magic Johnson? Absolutely not. Is he even close to Magic Johnson? No. But the irony is both guys went to Michigan State. Both guys play at a level where, let's be honest, Draymond Green is the down-and-dirty worker for this team, for the Golden State Warriors. Is he the best player on the team when it comes to right now? Yes. When it comes to him being the most talented? No. When it comes to him being the most IQ-driven? No. When it comes to him getting, getting it done and making the plays when they need to happen every single time, and, and, this, was, and this is not just me saying because Draymond Green's been playing great, but every single time the Cavs made an answer and tried making a run, Draymond Green, it was not Steph Curry, it was not anybody else, it was Draymond Green who answered back. I'm telling you, every single time the Warriors or the Cavs had a chance to sneak back into the ball game, make it a, make it a single-digit ball game, make it a 15-digit ball game. Let's be honest, the Cavs ultimately got out to a big lead late. Um, but every time the Cavs tried to cut in and LeBron made a move or Kevin Love made a three or Kyrie Irving drove to the rack or someone tried to make a shot to, for the Cavs to get them back in it and made a momentum-shifting play, Draymond Green halted it. 
every single time, whether it was an outlet pass to Steph Curry, whether it was a perfect pass, whether it was driving to the rack and making a no-look pass, Draymond Green is the ultimate guy on this team. And if you are too blind and too media, media homish, homerish to follow everyone else and say that Steph Curry is the guy on this team to lead them, yes, he's the scoring man for this team. Clay Thompson is the streak man for this team. But if you aren't if you aren't basketball savvy enough to understand that Draymond Green is the ultimate presence of this team, you're out of your mind. I almost feel bad for Scottie Pippen now because, yes, Magic Michael Jordan was the best player on those Bulls teams back in the day. But if this is the way Scottie Pippen played for this team back in the day, I feel sorry for the fact that he got overlooked because Draymond Green is getting sorely overlooked for this Golden State Warrior team. Again, Golden State winning 132-98 to in a dominating fashion over the Cavs. But don't be mistaken that Draymond Green was the true presence for why this game got out of hand. Andrew, what do you have to say about this game last night? Uh, well, obviously it was a huge, huge disappointment. Um, now, overreacting, yes. Uh, but at the same time, the Cavaliers, LeBron said it after the game. This showed how far they are away from being a championship team. Uh, come June, will I still take the Cavs? Yeah, I will. Uh, against the Spurs or against the Warriors because I know that these LeBron teams often have lulls in the middle of seasons, but come come playoff time, you know, they're 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 outstanding. Every player plays to their potential. Um, but I, I do think this shows the Cavs need a three and D guy at, at probably at the small forward position off the bench, maybe a P.J. Tucker, uh, maybe a Marquise Morris. They need one of those guys. Um they have to make a trade. The roster they have now isn't sufficient. And Kevin Love needs to learn how to defend. That was a joke last night. You walk into the biggest game of the season so far, and you can't guard a thing. I mean, the, and it wasn't even that he just couldn't. It was effort. No effort at all. He was lazy. Uh, he, lo- he looked dumb. Like, he honestly looked stupid on the basketball court. Um, I, I, his finger hurt, and he had a face. I, I get if your finger hurts, but... God, man, get over it. Stop. Don't run up and down the court holding it because it's not making it any better. Um, it was it was extremely disappointing. I would not want to be a Cavs player uh, when LeBron walks into practice today because that's going to be ugly. Um, and David Blatt needs to needs to man up and, and and show these players that he's he's the coach. He needs to yell. He needs to scream. He needs to stop standing there with that dumb look on his face. And, and be a coach. I mean, I wanted them to fire him after last year. Uh, they didn't, and I think it's already apparent this year that they made the wrong decision because he looks lost, he looks dumbfounded, and he's just not that great of a coach, period, point blank. Wow, he's not that great of a coach. That's crazy considering the guy was basically the red hour back overseas. But anyway, the point is, is it, one thing I want to mention about this game too is that last night after the game, I went to go check out social media and some things, and Andrew was mentioning about the overreaction hype that was just going through the roof. Look, Andrew watched the game on Saturday and saw Detroit and Golden State. Let's just let, let's not get out of control here and say that, oh, the Cavs are done and blah, blah, blah. LeBron James is not a first-team All-NBA. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you watch the game Saturday? I mean, I know Andrew did, but did did. Those of you listening to the show, did you watch the game on Saturday? Golden State got ran out of the gym. Detroit destroyed Golden State on Saturday. Ben Wallace and, Rashid, uh, you know, the whole 
Pistons team from 04 that won the title. They were in the crowd celebrating Ben Wallace, and that Detroit team got inspired, dominated Golden State the way they should have. And, and they got run out of the building, Golden State did, quite honestly. Andrew, I wanted to get your take on that game from Saturday. What did you see in that one? Well, yeah, no, and, and another question I posed for the overreaction. Um, if I'm a great team, I'd much rather lose to – I'd feel a lot better walking out of a game losing to the Warriors by 30 than I would losing to the Pistons by 20. Um, Saturday, yeah, yeah it, honestly, the Warriors just got ran out of the gym, okay? Uh, no effort. Steph looked hurt. Uh, they looked tired. They looked like, okay, well, we don't have to go 100%. But then when they did want to go 100%, they got locked down. The team ball was gone. They had less than 15 assists, I want to say. I want to say it was their lowest of the season. Um, I think they had single-digit three balls. Uh, and, and, I mean, the Pistons dominated them anywhere, everywhere. Drummond had 22 yeah. rebounds. Reggie Jackson, I believe, had a double-double. Um, KCP, even though Steph went for 37, it was a 37 where it was an ugly 37 where he was getting locked down from the aspect of he couldn't get the rest of his team involved. He had to make his own shots off the of screens, but it was only working, you know, 30% of the time. Um KCP played great defense. KCP actually got tossed from the Pistons Bulls game last night for some garbage stuff. But uh, the Pistons completely outplayed, and I know you don't want to use this word with a great team, but they outclassed Golden State in every facet of the game, okay? They wanted it more. They they proved it, and they dominated that healthy, supposedly healthy Golden State starting lineup. And, I mean, dominated them. It wasn't close. Yeah. At one point, it got down to one, and three minutes later, it was a ten-point lead again. Uh, it, was, it was I was one of the happiest people in the world as it was happening because people know my despise for Golden State and my love for the Pistons, and uh, it, you know I was. I think it did help, you know, going into the Cavs game that that we beat them so bad. But it, it, it's just it, it proved it proved the Pistons can compete with anybody not named the Cavaliers in a seven game series in the Eastern Conference Finals and, and boy am I excited. And here's another thing too about that game on, on, on Saturday but against the Pistons, the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green, thirty six minutes, five points. Seven, one of seven from the field. Guy only had five rebounds and nine assists. I'm telling you, when Draymond Green doesn't show up to the basketball court, uh, this team is garbage. Like, Golden State is bad. It doesn't matter how good Klay Thompson or Steph Curry are. They both combined for over 50, almost 60 points in that game, and look at where it got them. They didn't get, do anything against Detroit. Draymond Green is the ultimate uh, guy who dictates what happens with this team. And considering they just got beat by Detroit, you know, on Saturday, and clearly they destroyed Cleveland uh, in this last game. Look who they have to play uh, in a couple of days. They got to go to Chicago on ESPN. Then they got to go. Then they got to play Indiana in in Golden State on ESPN on Friday. Then in, in NBA TV, where they're lucky, they get three days off, and then they get to prepare for the Spurs. Then they play Dallas, and, they, and, and, and so their their road is not easy going forward. It's not a cakewalk. And so if they keep playing the way they're playing, I mean, with the way they played against Detroit and with the way they played against Cleveland, they cannot play up and down basketball against these kind of teams this time of the year. This is the time of year where you start to distance yourself and start to see where you are as an organization. And right now, I mean, yeah, they destroyed Cleveland last night. No one's going to debate that. No one's going to deny that they played an outstanding game last night. But the night before, 
people just gloss over it like, oh, you know, they beat Detroit, and oh, you know, they they, they lost to Detroit. They probably just had a bad game. No, they got dominated against Detroit, and people are going to use that as a blueprint for the rest of the year and say, okay, we can dominate down low. We can we can slow down Steph Curry and 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 have someone else beat us. Have have Steph Curry beat us, but let everyone else try to beat us. And if that's not the case, this team's beatable, and this team is not far-fetched from getting beaten in a seven-game series because that's ultimately what it comes down to. Can a team get beaten in a seven-game series? And what I've seen from Golden State over the last month, uh, I wouldn't say month, but basically since Christmas, this team has been beatable in a seven-game series. Ever since the Cleveland played them in, the, in that game on Christmas Day, I have seen a, I've seen a Golden State team where they haven't just had that, not that killer instinct, but they've had that instinct of, oh, maybe we are beatable in a seven-game series. In an individual game, this is going to happen. Things like this will happen. Teams will come out hot and they'll play well. But in a seven-game series when adjustments will be made, if all you got to do is stop Steph Curry and let someone else beat you, this team's beatable. They really are. And, and, and I know that last night they destroyed the Cavs, and we'll give them credit. But, it, again, it was just kind of one of those fluky games, and it was a disappointment. But it happens from time to time. In a seven-game series, I, I agree. I would take the Cavs in a seven-game series and see where we go from there. Other games from the night, uh, New York and Philadelphia went to double overtime. New York got the victory 119 to 113. Uh, Ish Smith had a wiper-worthy performance. He had 16 points, 16 assists, seven rebounds, two steals, a 57 on the wiper-worthy performance scale. They couldn't quite get the victory there as the Knicks got the win. Charlotte got the victory 124 to 119. Performance of the night. Kemba Walker, 52 points. Nine rebounds, eight assists, and two steals. And let me tell you something. As good as Steph Curry is from the outside, let me tell you something. Kemba Walker is a guy who can actually create his own shot at the rim, around the rim, mid-range, three-pointer. He did it all last night. He scored from inside the paint, breaking guys' ankles, getting inside, shooting from the outside, shooting mid-range jumpers from the elbow. The guy is an all-around scoring threat when he's on. Yes, he's a streaky shooter, and I'll give you that. But he also had eight assists, nine rebounds, and two steals. He was that close to one of the better triple-doubles we've ever seen in NBA history, a 79 on the whiteboard, the performance scale. He dominated, and, and, and in a double-overtime victory, those are going to happen more than not, but still, a dominating performance by Kemba Walker, one performance that went overlooked because they lost in that one. Gordon Hayward, 36 points, nine assists, five rebounds, and two steals, a 61 on the whiteboard, the performance scale, a dominating performance there. Portland, don't look now, but they're 19-25. and 25. Washington is also 19-21. and 21. Portland beats them 108-98. to Let's talk about a team now that is starting to get in the conversation of contending in the Western Conference. Memphis beating the New Orleans Pelicans 101 the 99. Uh, they get the victory there, and they move forward. They're now 24-19, and 19, and New Orleans is starting to look like a team that's going to probably uh, just, just, uh, just go, go shopping here over the next month or so. It's kind of odd to say, but that, that might be the case more than not. Detroit had kind of a letdown last night, losing 111-101 to 101 against the Bulls. Again, the Bulls 24 and 16 now. Uh, Detroit is 22 and 19. Pau Gasol, 31 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, and three blocks. A 58 on the whiteboard, the performance scale, but Detroit could not quite hang on and get the victory. Could not quite get it done in that one. Atlanta getting a victory over Orlando. Orlando looks like they're coming back to earth. They're now 20 and 20. They lose 98 to 81 uh, to the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta now 25 and 17, hanging around in the Eastern Conference. Toronto, they get a victory. Uh, 112 to 100 over the Brooklyn Nets. Brooke Lopez had a whiteboard performance, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, a 52 on the whiteboard with a performance scale. Toronto, Kyle Lowry, uh, DeMar DeRozan had 30 points, but Kyle Lowry was the one with the whiteboard with the performance. 31 points, 8 assists, 3 steals, and 2 rebounds 
in a win. They're now 26-15. and 15. They're now hovering right behind the Cleveland Cavaliers as obviously they lost last night to Golden State. Steph Curry, whiteboard with the performance, 35 points, five rebounds, four, four assists, three steals, and that was all really in three quarters of basketball. So outstanding game there by Steph Curry, but really it was Draymond Green that really led the spark for that team. Uh, the other last couple of games on the night in that one, Boston, they lost in overtime to Dallas, 118-113. to 113. Uh, the Boston Celtics, again, are when they play against teams that are more talented, it shows that they can't quite show up. It, that's been the case, and that will be the case all year. They're, they only dropped 22-20 and 20 playing good basketball there. The Clippers winning in overtime, 140-132, to 132, a giant scoring output there. And that one, Dwight Howard had one of the better performances of the year. 36 points, 26 rebounds, 4 assists, and 83 on the whiteboard. The performance scale, the biggest performance of the night, and probably one of the biggest ones of the entire year. J.J. Redick had 40 points in that one in the victory over the Rockets. 40 points, 2 assists, only a 44, but 40 points will always get you there. CP3 also had an unbelievable game. 28 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds, and 6 steals, a 64 in the whiteboard performance scale. Andrew, what did you see from last night in the NBA outside of that Golden State Cleveland game? I mean, how about Dwight Howard, man? I mean, he. how about yeah. turning back the clock? This is I, I want to say that's the biggest performance we've had all year on the whiteboard-worthy scale. Um, I don't think anybody's Draymond done Green's triple-double. Draymond's oh, Draymond okay. Green's triple-double. Yeah. Okay, but 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 either way, and, and how about at yeah. halftime when Dwight already had 15 and 15 and Shaq comes on and <laughs> says he's playing okay? I mean, how salty can he be? How I, yeah. I thought that was almost embarrassing on Shaq's part. Um just showed that he how hard he's trying to to look like like Dwight's not that great. Um but that game was awesome, man. That game was exciting. Uh the Rockets led a, a furious comeback but then it all got uh, squashed in in overtime. Uh Kemba Walker showed why he's one of the most improved players in the league this year. Fifty two points, a, a Hornets franchise record. Uh I want fifty percent on threes, I wanna say he had six of them, or maybe he was six for nine. Um but it, it was just uh, Martin Luther King Day had a lot of duds and a lot of awesome games. There wasn't really anything in the middle. I want to say there was three overtime games and three blowouts, uh, and, and it was it was a good day of basketball. I mean, it, it's obviously I was disappointed as a Pistons and a Cavs fan, um, but you know, and, and, hey, if you want if you need a reason to get league pass, look at yesterday. Okay, when you have exciting yeah. fourth quarters, that's that's the biggest thing for league pass. You're not going to sit there and watch every game, the whole game. But when you go on Twitter and you see, oh, there's a minute left and, and the team's down four or team's down two, or, oh, there's 20 seconds left, this team's going to inbound the ball with a chance to, you know, tie it up, uh, it, it, it makes you flip right to it. Um, and, and before I go, I just want to say uh, Tony Brothers – is the weakest referee in the entire league when it comes to technical fouls. <laughs> Contavious Caldwell-Pope got ejected yesterday for his first technical. He slammed the ball into the ground because he was frustrated with himself, nothing to do with the ref. Okay, so the, uh, he teed him up for that. And then literally a sentence into arguing, he knew he had a technical. He knew he was going to get ejected if he teed him up again. So he did it. Just right away pulled the trigger teed him up, and threw him out of the game. That's the best defender. That's that's the Draymond Green of the Pistons, where he kind of is the motor. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Tony Brothers knew it. He wanted him out of the game for reasons unknown uh, after a horrible call, I might add. I mean, a horrible call. 
and he did it. So the weakest referee in the game, uh, I never want to leave out Ed Malloy in that conversation, uh, but, you know, <laughs> it, it's a close competition with both of them. Ed Malloy and his beautiful and know, hair, of course. And and I know you're about to leave, Andrew, but uh, we had our players of the week, Kevin Durant and John Wall in the NBA uh, from last week. Uh, we have rankings in the in college basketball. We'll get to those later. I'll get to those on my own. But, Andrew, uh, what things do you want to see in the NBA tonight as we move forward um, before you get out of here? I want to see overtime, overtime, and some more overtime. Uh, I want to see buzzer beaters. I don't have the schedule in front of me, so I'm going to give you kind of a weak answer. Um, I, I, want, I want to see. What's the biggest game of the night tonight, Chris? Uh, NBA-wise, there's actually not very many good matchups at all. It's actually kind of a down night in the NBA. But in college basketball, we have Butler and Providence. That's definitely worth watching. And I see a ton of upsets that could potentially happen. Oklahoma State could show up against Kansas. You never know. And I think Clemson and, Virgi- and University of Virginia could be a big one to watch there on ESPN3. Virginia's favored, but I'm telling you, take Clemson. The Clemson has been uh, – they have been one of the more underrated teams in college basketball over the last week or so. Yeah, and, and if you want something to watch, you want to watch somebody who's going to be a future possible all-star in the NBA, watch Providence. Watch Providence's point guard, Chris Dunn. The guy's legit. All right. Sounds good, Andrew. Have a good day for the rest of your work, man. Yep. Peace. All right, Andrew. Andrew's out of here. He's got to get back to work. He's a busy man. Uh, we are we are here on the Hoopers Log again, episode 53. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642. One five five eight. As you can tell, we're going to get into the college basketball world. The rankings came out uh, late yesterday. Obviously, we do our show a little bit earlier, so the rankings will be we'll be talking about them on Tuesday from here on out uh, as we move into March Madness area. Once we get there, then all everything will change, and we'll let you know by then. But for now, uh, I'll give you the Week Eleven rankings that came out yesterday in the world of college basketball. Oklahoma is ranked number one in the AP and USA Today polls. Uh, UNC, uh, North Carolina, ranked. Uh, at number two, Kansas number three, Villanova four, Xavier five, West Virginia six, Maryland seven, SMU eight, Iowa nine, Texas A&M ten, Michigan State at number 11, dropping back, obviously, as they have not been playing well over the last couple of weeks, Arizona at 12, Virginia, they didn't drop too far back, they're only at number 13, Baylor is, is tied with them at 13 as well, Miami of Florida 15, Providence 16, Louisville 17, Butler 18, and then you got Iowa State at 19, which Obviously, after last night, you can see why they're not That's they're not ranked 19th in the country. They're much more talented than that. Duke is clearly more talented as well, but they're ranked number 20 for a reason. USC is 21, Purdue 22, Kentucky 23. Kentucky and Duke have not been playing well this season at all. They're not the teams they were a year ago. And then South Carolina at 24 and Indiana snuck in at number 25. But the scores from last night, and as you can tell, Duke ranks 20th, losing to Syracuse 64-62. Again, the ACC showing why it's just it's just it's just super powerful. Syracuse getting the victory over Duke, a big win there for them in Cameron Indoor Stadium, big time win for Syracuse in that one. Purdue dominating Rutgers in a Big Ten performance, 107 to 57, number 22 in the country, beating them there. Iowa State again, like I said, Oklahoma being ranked number one. Iowa State, it's not shocking how they beat Oklahoma last night, 82-77. to Oklahoma's an outstanding basketball squad, and they're an unbelievable team. But Iowa State has a lot of talent, and it doesn't shock me that they avenged their victory from about a week, two weeks ago when they lost to Oklahoma. So that's not a shocker there as Iowa State getting the victory over Oklahoma in the Big 12, 82-77. Games 
of the night to mention tonight in the world of college basketball. Butler and Providence, I just mentioned it. That game will be on Fox Sports 1, 3.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. That's a big one to watch. They're Providence favored by a point and a half. Take them. I believe they're going to win, but don't be shocked if Butler came out and played well. Um, I mentioned these games earlier. Clemson and, and Virginia, watch out for that game. That's a big-time game to watch out for. I think Clemson might upset Virginia in that one. Don't be shocked if it happens. LSU, Ben Simmons playing in Texas A&M in College Station. Talk about an opportunity to, to, to just shine and, and spark up the gym. LSU could get it done in that one, and who, who knows, maybe they could beat Texas A&M in a shocker in the SEC. Um, other games to mention, Northwestern plays Maryland, Illinois, and Indiana, Kansas, Oklahoma State, South Carolina, Ole Miss, uh, Houston, and undefeated SMU. You never know, SMU could run the table, and if they get into the NCAA champion, uh, tournament, look out. So that's your college basketball update. In the world of college basketball, again, in your preview, again, we just mentioned Butler and Providence's game of the night in the world of college basketball. In the NBA, there's only four games to mention. On an NBA TV Tuesday, the one game on NBA TV tonight, Timberwolves and Pelicans, 8 p.m. Eastern on NBA TV. Uh, Obviously, two young teams, Anthony Davis and the young Timberwolves, a fun one to watch there. Both teams, I think their season is done. Honestly, I think the Pelicans do not really stand much of a chance. They have a chance of getting – a bottom seed in the Western Conference, but they're going to have to play really, really good basketball over the next couple of months to even catch up. And that's possible. And it is. It's possible. If that team gets healthy, they get on a run, they find a way to start with a victory tonight against the Timberwolves, you never know. The Pelicans could find themselves at an eighth spot in the Western Conference, and it could be right where they were last year. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to go shopping here over the next month or so, depending upon how they finish. But January has proven that they're just not, they're not ready. They're not ready this season. They were too injured early on. There's a lot of factors going against them. I don't think the Pelicans are going to find a way to do much uh, the rest of the season. But that should be a fun one to watch on NBA TV. Obviously, Timberwolves and Pelicans tune into that one as well. Bucks and Heat is another game, 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Miami's favored by 5.5. Take the 5.5. Miami should beat the Bucks rather handily in that one. Again, Pelicans are favored by 5 over the Timberwolves. Take the 5. I think the Pelicans are the better team. But who knows? Both these teams are pretty even this year so far. Both went 13 victories. Thunder and Nuggets. The Thunder are favored by eight and a half. Take the take the eight and a half. The Thunder should dominate in this one. I think Russell Westbrook will have a big time performance, probably a performance of the night. And then Pacers and Suns. Look, the Suns have looked horrible since they got rid of Eric, since they since they lost Eric Bledsoe and since uh, since Brandon Knight's been injured uh, for a little bit. The Pacers should dominate in this one. They're favored by six and a half. Take the six and a half. Take all the favorites in this one in the NBA for tonight. Should be a big night in the NBA. It should be a big night in general. Well, we're out of here. Quick show today, a quick one. We'll be back tomorrow, episode 54 on a ESPN Wednesday on the 20th of January. Again, my name is Simo Buckets here through CLNS Radio in the CLNS studios, uh, in the FanDuel studios, on blogtalkradio.com, through Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you again for listening. My name is Simo Buckets. We'll be back tomorrow for episode 54. Same time, same place, 1 p.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific, here on CLNS Radio through the Fanduel Studios. My name is Simo Buckets. Again, one more time. SimoBuckets.com is the website. If you want to check it out, feel free to know more about me and figure it out more from there. Again, thank you so much again for listening. Have an outstanding day and enjoy your basketball.